what are these elite athletes? What do they have that others don't? It's like, it's not that they're necessarily athletically superior. They're more willing to endure the boring monotony that it takes to be great over and over every day. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. Thank you very much for joining us today for another incredible episode. I'm here today with my friend, Zach Haptensal. He is hailing from Scottsdale, Arizona, founder and president of ZH Multifamily, an experienced multifamily investor and syndicator. They have over, we're going to talk a little bit about this because he's a lead sponsor and equity owner of 420 units, five properties total, over 48 million in acquisitions. And he's the founder of the Phoenix Multifamily Association. So they have monthly speaking events, networking stuff. If you're in Phoenix, you're in Scottsdale area, and you don't know who this rock star is, right? Not the rock star like, you know, overdosing on drugs and throwing up and breaking instruments, but rock star like he's doing amazing things in the world. And you should definitely hook up with him. Check him out over there. There's so much I could say. He's also a licensed real estate agent, former television news anchor and sports reporter. That's awesome. I actually didn't know that about you. So we learn something new every time I speak to you, Zach. So it's a pleasure to have you on. He's an MBA. So we're going to talk a little bit about that because I'm very fascinated with, with your journey that led you to multifamily investing. But I'd love to just start out and say welcome. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, th- thanks so much, Joan. I appreciate it. Obviously, I think it's been at least a year and a half, two years now. We kind of formed a friendship over over LinkedIn and you're the master of LinkedIn, right? And so you have a strong presence and then developing the conversations. You've done a lot of cost segregation for us on our properties. And so thanks for having me on, man. And congrats on starting your podcast. I Honor appreciate that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going well. Already by the time you'll be listening to this, it's already going to be the number one podcast on Apple uh, iTunes or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Top of the charts, right? Yeah. <laughs> we go off the charts. So yeah, I wanted to ask you because obviously you have been, you just mentioned you've been the past couple of years, the you know, past few years got into multifamily real estate investing. But I think something a lot of people don't know about you is that you actually started in a totally different career, right? Which you had a business that you started and, and sold and exited. And from a lot of those proceeds, you know, you kind of went into multifamily from that. So where was the catalyst that, you know, you were in a very successful business, totally different industry. And then all of a sudden there's like a, a shift. Okay. Boom. Let's move. Let's go into multifamily real estate. Yeah. Good, good question. You know what I mean? So yes, I, I was fortunate to make pretty decent money in, in healthcare and hospice marketing. So I was, I was, I was a part owner. I actually, I didn't start the company, but I did have equity ownership and I had a high W2 salary. I was doing very well. I was fortunate. Didn't have any debt or anything on my own house, but Bottom line is, you know, I was just kind of getting burnt out. You know what I mean? So I was, I was trading my time for money and you always hear that saying a lot. Right. And so I wanted to try to gain control back over my time and I just needed a, a, a new, bigger challenge and multifamily investing was attractive to me because you can get the cash flow, free up your time because it's so big, right? The buildings are big, the building, the numbers are big. So it's just a big intimidating challenge. And for me, I was fortunate to have savings where I could kind of live off those for a long time. 
which allowed me to resign, sell the equity I had in the company, take the majority of that money and invest it into apartment buildings and try to make that a new business. So that was really the big catalyst is I was just kind of, I was, I just kind of had to hit a, a wall, was bored, didn't feel challenged, wanted a new challenge. And it's, it's a lot more empowering to get in the multifamily. For sure. And you know, there may be a lot of people listening to this right now, you know, you're not, you're not an old, old man like me with white hair and your beard yet. You know, you're a young guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all those, all those units and tenants might cause a few more a little Mm -hmm. faster, but you know, what advice would you say someone who's in your shoes, you know, in their twenties, they're in a W2 job, they're looking to find something else. What would be the first step you would say someone should do? Yeah. I mean, that's a, it's a good question, right? It's a loaded question. Cause there's a lot of cliches like follow your passion or do yeah. this and do that. And I think the biggest transition for me, I was such like a good worker, like a good employee, right? Like I went to school and I got all A's and I wanted to be the best employee and I was very competitive and wanted to abide by the rules. And I think when you want to start a business or go into an entrepreneurial mindset, you almost have to not care what other people think. It's a mindset shift because as an employee, you want to appease your supervisor. But when you're an entrepreneur, you're going to have critics and adversity coming at all. And it could be your own friends, your own family. You need to get like a relentless warrior mindset really. And for me, it was just kind of like, I think you need to obviously find out what you want to do. Okay. Find out what you want to do. You don't need to quit your job and do something dramatic, but find out what is your goal? Is your goal to build wealth to, to then utilize towards something else, make an impact somewhere else? Do you want control your time? Figure out an avenue to do that. For example, I, I don't love real estate. I don't love buildings. I'm not like a construction guy, an architect, but I like the vehicle of real estate, right? I like where it can take you and how it can take you other places, other goals. So figure out something that can kind of get you to that point. And then you can still work the job, but you need to be relentless and not waste any time pursuing that other path. So it's, right. it's, it's really like you don't have to follow what society tells you because most of society is not, are not successful entrepreneurs. Right. Absolutely. And what a couple, what's one of those things that helps you focus in, in that, you know, relentlessness that you're talking about that allows you to, to focus, you know, you have uh, some sort of tools that you use some sort of, you know, mindset. Yeah. Things you do. Good question. Yeah. For, for me and, and through the last two years, honestly, you know, I've really tried to hone this process, but it's really all about your personal habits mm-hmm. and regimens and it's just consistency there's a book called Atomic Habits and it has like an anecdote of some of the most elite athletes and people who have trained them. And it, and it says, what are these elite athletes? What do they have that others don't? And it's like, it's not that they're necessarily athletically superior. They're more willing to endure the boring monotony that it takes to be great over and over every mm-hmm. day. So for me, it got to the point where it's just like, okay, if I know this is what I have to do, even though I hate doing it, you got to continue to repeat that. And, and I have a regimen every morning. I mean, a lot of people have heard the book sure. Miracle Morning with Hello Rod. So I read that and I, I follow that almost every morning. Wake up early, drink a lot of water, pray, journal, exercise. So every morning, and that's just is kind of like a mental energy refresh. So if you have a lot of stress, anxiety, or you're feeling bored, that helps kind of reset every single day. So I go into the day with a clear mind ready to attack my goals and writing out those goals. So for me, it's just you have to endure. There's a book called Mastery by Robert Greene. Okay. And it's talks about 10,000 hours to achieve mastery, right? right? I think I've heard that. And he talks about embracing what's called tedium. Mm-hmm. So just tedious, boring things. So if you can create a regimen habits to continue to get through that, then eventually you will break through and you'll see exponential results. So you have to just kind of figure that out 
and keep pushing and stay consistent and figure out a regimen that works for you, whether it's working out, prayer, meditation, combination of all those things. And I think it goes back to, you know, what you said, you know, a few minutes ago, which was that you got to start with, you know, what are your goals? What do you want to get out of this? You know, you got to look because these 10,000 hours are not going to happen in a day, right? 10,000 hours is going to happen over a period of a number of years, right? right. So you got to think a few years down the road, you know, what, what I'm looking at, where I want to get to, you know, the destination. It drives you to do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what is it that drives you? I mean, what is it that thing? What is that? Uh, you said you yeah, the question. vehicle that, that real estate, you know, can bring you to. So what is that for you? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, and it's funny because I was also going to say that your goals or motivation may and probably will change as right. you go along in your journey, right? Absolutely. Initially, initially it was like I was, I was just burnt out, not challenged. I was working 60 plus hours a week and something I didn't like. So I wanted freedom of my time. Okay. So I, I quit the job. I was living off savings. I had enough money to live for a couple years without kids or anything, granted. At first, I wasn't really working hard at first, Yona. I was just kind of like, oh, well, now I have freedom of my time. I do this, this, and this. Right. And then I started going crazy because I was <laughs> bored. And I realized I'm a competitor. I want to be busy. I want to challenge. I want to load as much stuff on my plate as possible. But I realized I needed new challenges, bigger challenges. So for me, I mean, I really just want to keep expanding my comfort zone and bring challenges. And I do want to make a big impact. I really like to help people, hire people who are trying to overcome adversity or challenges because I went through that I went through a tough a tough year of making no money pushing through that so to answer your question I like I like to inspire people I want to make a big impact somehow and the truth is I don't have a real answer to your question because I think it's still developing right. my, my plan is to be a multi-billionaire it's not for money I, I really don't even spend my money like I don't like to buy stuff I pretty much just save it but I want to be able to have the financial resources and able to make a big impact and it may be a combination of things um, regarding it may be a combination of media, society, politics. I don't know. So it's it's still kind of developing, but I just know the track I was on before was not getting me to the scale, the grand scale that I wanted to be on. So sure. and that's just me. So I honestly don't have a, a, a true thing, but I do like to provide value for people. I like to help inspire them if I can, just by sharing what I've learned and, and try to be real with them. So I think you have to figure out, I mean, if you have kids and you want to provide mm -hmm. a better life for your kids, and still a better time, more time for them, then figure out an avenue that can get you there and then stay consistent to push towards that. 100%, 100%. I want to ask you something. You know, you mentioned kind of in passing before that, you know, the Hal Elrod Miracle Morning, right? And having those routines, and those are super important. But I'm just curious, you mentioned part of that is prayer, right? What is it something that you pray for consistently? Good question, Yona. So, so I'm Christian. I believe Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. So I'm, I'm praying every day. And that was a big, my faith grew a lot during the adversity phase because everybody's telling me I can't do it and I can't progress. So I pray for, for courage and for confidence, for discipline, for focus. Every single day, these are things I pray for. And, I, and then I journal as well, just to help me stay disciplined and focused on my goals to continue to push through. And when you're, mm -hmm. when you're facing scary things, like initially, like before, like going on a podcast was really scary, you know, and then you do it a several times. I know you've been on a ton of podcasts, Yona, but I'm sure you get nervous when you first started doing that too. And, and having a meetup and having 50 people, hundred people come and you got to speak in front of them. So I, I pray to have anxiety relieved. I, I pray to give me, just give me courage to continue to pursue my goals and to keep pushing my comfort zone. Cause it's always, nobody's immortal, right? We all get scared. We all have insecurities. We all have fear. But if you can take on these challenges 
where you feel the anxiety, but you do it anyways, right. then you've, you've now pushed your comfort zone out a little bit more. And you can take that into the next challenge and just keep rising up that way. So those are the kind of things I pray for. And then I, I just pray for, to keep my fiance Grace and I safe and that our relationship's number one priority. And then I pray that we stay on the path because I know you have several kids, Yona. I want to have, we're going to have at least four or five kids. So I'll be calling you soon for uh, parenting <laughs> advice, but all those things to get to those goals. Absolutely. Okay. And it should be, you know, in a good time, you guys, uh, a great couple and you guys are doing amazing things with your properties and continue growing that portfolio, continue, uh, you know, providing a place for your tenants, you know, that is a happy place. And I know you put a lot of effort into your buildings to upgrade it and to make it a place that, you know, is, is a good place for people to live, not just to make money off of it, but you actually go out of your way to provide for that, for the community that you own. Yeah. A hundred percent. You want to make it a good community. You want to genuinely improve that community, right. And quality of life for people. hundred percent. So awesome. So I think now's a great time. We're going to jump into the final four. Okay. And you're an athlete, right? Yeah. I, I played a little D2 college <laughs> football, you know, didn't really, uh, wasn't very good. Otherwise I would have gone D1, but <laughs> I like to pretend I used to be. <laughs> All right. So we don't have the final four in the NCAA, but we're going to go in this one. So the first question I have for you, Zach, today is what is the worst job that you ever had? And it sounds like you may have touched on it already, but yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, no, I like the health the hospice job. I actually was a blessing. I was very fortunate to have that because I grew and learned a lot. I mean, I had a bunch of little odd jobs. It's probably my very first job was when I was, I was a, a quote unquote courtesy clerk at Albertson's grocery store. So that means you clean the toilets, you push the carts, do the bags. And in, in Phoenix, you know, it's 110, 115 degrees mm -hmm. and I'm pushing those carts out in the parking lot. So that was not the best job, but it was my first job. You got to start somewhere, right? So absolutely. It's rough, rough, but yeah, it, it teaches you the work ethic and teaches you, uh, you know, a lot of things. So Let's go on to the next one. What's a book that you've read that has given you a paradigm shift? And you yeah. already mentioned, you already dropped three. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of good books, yeah. I mean, I think mm, paradigm shift is a deep term, Yona. But I think, <laughs> I mean, I, I dropped some of them. I think a, a more recent one I've read in the last six months or maybe six to ten months, I read Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, the former Navy SEAL. Sure. Um, it's become kind of a mainstream book on Audible and, it just really talks about mental toughness and pushing mm -hmm. yourself. And he does it physically, but how it also applies to mentally, emotionally, psychologically. And so I think that's a really good book, Can't Hurt Me, because it goes through his traumatic tale. And then it talks about how he continues to challenge himself. And it makes you reflect on yourself and ask yourself honestly in the mirror, am I really pushing myself to what I could be? And mm -hmm. then you realize you're not. You know what I mean? You always can, you always have more potential. So that's a good one. I, I'd recommend people read can't hurt Absolutely. me by David Goggins. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's definitely one on the list and uh, it should be on everyone else's list over here as well. That's listening to this. So the skill or talent that you would most like to learn, what might that be? So, yeah. So I've never played an instrument and I don't even listen to a lot of music, but we went to like a Christmas celebration, like at our church a couple years ago. And this guy was killing it on the violin Yona. And I've told Grace ever since then, one day I want to learn how to play the violin because I think it's like really cool, but also classy, sophisticated. So I would like, and I know that would be really hard and spend a ton of time and have to practice, but I want to learn how to play the violin one day. That would be That's cool. That's a great, great idea. And you know, you have a, a fellow multifamily violinist in Phoenix alongside Ben Leibovich, right? Ben Leibovich. Yeah. yeah, I've heard his story. I know you're right. I didn't even think about that. I can, <laughs> Ben just texted me yesterday actually about something. We were texting yesterday. So I'll have to 
I'll have to hit him up and see if he can give me lessons one day. I don't know if he will. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good one. That's a, definitely a good one. It's a unique one. You know, not a lot of people have mentioned, uh, no one really has mentioned on our show yet to that they would like to learn an instrument, but that's an awesome skill to have because it really releases you. Now, I play a little bit. I, I play the guitar. I, I fiddle okay. a little with the piano, but I kind of picked it up on a whim. I, I was very athletic in high school and I broke my leg in a soccer game. Oh, and so I was basically benched for the whole season and I was really bored. So you know, as you can imagine, I was really yeah. bored. And so I, I picked up the guitar and I just like literally taught myself to play That's some awesome. chords and, and whatever. And then I kind of continued not, you know, not professionally or anything like that, but it was something that it opens your mind up to, you know, because music is something that once you get good at it and it's another one of those things you're talking about, it's the 10,000 hours. It's just the tedious. Yeah, you're learning imagine. scales. You're just learning you know, scales over and over and over again. You don't play any right. music until you actually can feel it. And then once you get into that feeling, then it's just like, it's emotional and, and it flows through you. And it's just beautiful. That makes feeling. sense. No, and I think that's, that's kind of why I, I like it. I, obviously, I've never tried it, like I said, but I, I've heard the 10,000 hours thing. It just takes so much practice and it's probably frustrating. Exactly. There's adversity doing that, right? So I think that would be kind of cool when you it's can perfect. get to that. It's perfect for you. Sounds like... <laughs> So last question for you, Zach, is what does success mean to you? Yeah, I mean, success means to me that first off, my my family is safe and everything that we need, right? And then it it also means that, I mean, my biggest thing, people ask me, like, what's your biggest fear? My biggest fear is being mediocre and not not pushing myself to what I could be. My biggest fear is having regret that I didn't at least take the shot. I mean, even if you fail, big deal. At least you won't regret that you you took a shot at it. And so if success for me is knowing that I truly pushed myself to what I, my potential would be. And your potential is limitless, really. So nobody knows their true potential. But I want, I mean, my perceived potential, my, my success means I just really went for it and took a big shot. And when I die, if I can feel satisfied with that, then I would be successful, I would think. Amazing. Beautifully said. I know it's very ambiguous, but it's not, it's not ambiguous. It's, it's actually very profound because it touches on some of the points that success is really, and I asked, what does it mean to you? And I asked this to everyone and it means something different, different, you know, and some people, you know, so there's, it's a, I love your answer because I resonate with it a lot also because, you know, you want to be the best you can be. And we're brought into this world to be the best that we can be and not to be someone else but to be the best that we can be. And 100%. being mediocre is not what we were brought here for. We were brought here to this world for greatness. And we're created to be great and to, and to fulfill our potential, which we're only tapped into a tiny percentage of it. So no matter yeah. how great you can become, you haven't even really gotten there. And that's really the key to humility, is to realize that, not to think that I'm nothing and think that I'm not worthy, it's really to realize right. how worthy I am and how great I, my potential is and how I haven't even started. And yep, so, and you can do it, but you haven't scratched the surface. Yeah. Exactly. So it's a continuous effort every day, putting in those hours, having the right focus, the mindset. And so I think you're on the path. You've been on the path. You're going great places. I'm excited to see where you're going to be in 10 years from now, You know, whether it's uh, <laughs> you know, the governor of Arizona or, or who knows what, but you know, we're, we're definitely going to be hearing from Zach and Grace in the future. So thanks so much. Appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Appreciate the kind words. Yeah. Thank you. And where, uh, where can our listeners find you? I know we mentioned you have a meetup. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're in town, we would love to have you at the meetup. We're actually having another one. Our next one's going to be in June. We just announced it, middle of June. So um, with COVID-19, has all the restrictions have lifted here pretty much in Phoenix, fortunately, this week. Um, but yeah, you can go to our website, zhmultifamily.com. You can email me, Zach, Z-A-C-H, at zhmultifamily.com. And if you want to get on a call, I'm always happy to just get on calls with people to help if I can. Just shoot me a text in the next few days. We'll set something up. My cell phone is 602-859-5458. Awesome. So we're going to put all those in the show notes and appreciate you again, Zach. You know, if there's anything I can do for you, you know, I'm here for you guys and uh, wishing you the best and much success. Same here. Thanks so much, Joan. I really appreciate you having me on, man. Okay. And to all our listeners, thank you again for joining us. And remember, the best advice only comes when you ask for it. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn. Send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.